Raskin says former President Trump clearly incited the violent assault on the Capitol on January 6th and was no innocent bystander. As House impeachment managers continue to make their opening argument against the former president, Republican Senator from Texas Ted Cruz on what else we can expect. Well, I think we'll see that the trial continue for the rest of the week. Um, it, it, it is reminiscent of, of Shakespeare that it is full of sound and fury and yet signifying nothing. Cruz's comments courtesy of America's newsroom. A polar vortex is pushing severe winter weather across the United States. Winter storm watches are now in effect from Arkansas to West Virginia as the region braces for potential ice storms through the rest of the week. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Senate Democrats want to include an increase in the federal minimum wage in their COVID relief package. However, the plan is getting pushback from many lawmakers like Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst. Raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour will put 1.4 million Americans out of work. We don't want to see that. We don't want to kill small business. The senator also saying a higher minimum wage would work well for areas with higher costs of living, but she doesn't believe it's feasible for folks like Iowa and Wisconsin. But when you come to my hometown of Red Oak, Iowa, and you go down in our town square, those small mom and pop shops cannot afford a $15 minimum wage. General Motors profit fell 4.5% in 2020, but a strong second half more than offset the effects of pandemic-related factory closures and a costly airbag recall. This is USA Radio News. There's a new kind of therapy in town, and it's called soda therapy. Soda therapy is all about gourmet drinks and delicious treats like movie theater popcorn and huge locally baked cookies. The options are endless. Soda therapy is located on the corner of Cimarron and Warm Springs. Oh, and I almost forgot to tell you, you don't even have to get out of your car with their VIP curbside service. Follow them on social media for all the best deals and visit them Monday through Saturday in person or online at sodatherapy.com. FaceLogic Essential Skin Care in Las Vegas is known for their affordable organic skincare products. They teach people of all ages how to care for their skin properly by providing customized skincare regimens. Achieve your skin goals with FaceLogic's highly trained estheticians. Book your appointment at facelogicspalasvegas.com. That's facelogicspalasvegas.com. FaceLogic, pure pleasure, pure luxury, Purely affordable. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. 
Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1670. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Away we go with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing. Glad to be with you. And we are post-Super Bowl. 
and going to be looking ahead to next year, the quarterback carousel. But we soldier on with college hoops, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball about to start, NASCAR, golf. There's lots on the docket. Hey, the derby preps are going to be coming up. We always have something to get ready for. And we're ready to rock and roll. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. As we head east and talk to our good friend John, who gets the fun started with us today. Hello, buddy. How you doing? I'm ready to rock and roll. What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Uh, Were you surprised? If there was a prop bet that Kansas City wouldn't score a touchdown, I don't even know if they had that prop bet. What an amazing (laughs) price you would have gotten. Oh, I'm I'm sure. No, that that was shy. I mean, the under did not surprise me. but I think if you'd have seen, if someone would have said to you 31-9 is the final score before the game, you would have thought Kansas City, right? Oh, well, you know me. If you go back and listen to the archives, I'm the one saying DBB, don't bet against Brady. I just, uh, no, I mean, I like Tampa Bay. And as Dave told me, I was a square. And, you know, sometimes squares win. You know, squares got to no, win sometimes. I didn't say that. I mean, I. Hey, we lost the boys. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Yeah, uh, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Oh, there you are. All right. I got I got phones lighting up all over the place. Everybody calling in from all over I creation. Think, uh, I, think, I think maybe we lost Dave. No, I'm here. I, I think I got hung oh, up on Oh, there you go. You. There you go. All right. Yeah, I, I, I got phone lights lighting up all over the place. All right, fellas. Yeah, Dave, go, you go, did go call ahead. me a square. I can play it back. You called me a square. Yeah, but for different reasons, not for that one individual pick, but different reasons I called you square. All right, well, I'll accept that. So what did you personally think of the Super Bowl? Obviously, the square side, you know, it never – I mean, what was your – I don't know if you did anything in-game live. No, the square square side was the Chiefs. So, I I don't know. I'm going to have to re-listen to that that radio show. I'll I'll trust you that I called you one, but I I don't think it was for that specific pick. Um, but see, I, I, I take, I take such issue with that. I really do. What the square thing? What's square? What's pro? There's a winning side and a losing side. Well, so here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, but understanding how Dave bets because he only bets the number. Uh, Dave sent me a text message last night and he, he, he assumed I was asleep, but I wasn't. And he said, um, his exact words were, I'm going to read it, I'm going to find it. He said, uh, worrying about the results is re- really is square, but it's human nature, so I get it. So I think there would be a little debate between you and Dave, because Dave would say that actually doesn't matter. I know it's, 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 it doesn't make sense to the average layman, but maybe you can pontificate on that, Dave, of why Worrying about the results is really square, but it's human nature, but I get it. I'm literally looking at your text right now. Now, why don't you expound well, because, on that for the listeners? Uh, okay, that I said. I don't know about calling you one for Tampa Bay, but I might have. I don't know. I was in the heat of the moment probably if I did. Uh, because, okay, so your entire job in, in an investment, just in an investment in general, is to get your money in good. But here, and even in investments, there's guys that will – even if it's their retirement, they'll sweat the stocks every 10 minutes. And if you think about it, this is this is just a waste of time, in my opinion. I mean, if you have it there. And so sports is kind of the same. I mean, 
all we can do is get our money in good. And at that point, everything's out of our hands. You agree on that? So, for example, if I could take Pickham, the game closes two, two and a half. We know that these are pretty efficient markets that nobody really – people win. Like I win, I, you know, but nobody's basically making money every single day and, and, and nobody's 60% against minus 110. So just get your money in good. And if you sit there and, and sweat the games and get emotional, it really is a waste of time. I mean, it really is. There's better things you could be doing. Now, if you're if you're watching it for in-game opportunities, I get that. But to sweat every play, get sad, it's just a complete waste of time. Because think about that. Let's say you watch a couple stocks. I, I know I'm comparing it to stocks. But let's say you watch them for a couple of years and you've invested, you know, 3,000 hours sweating it. It probably went up anyway. You know, assuming it's one of the blue chips, it probably went up anyway after a couple of years. And nothing you did helped that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I what I would say is, since we're talking about the stocks, and it, you know, it's, it's it's something I am involved in the markets. Uh, Square would be defined, Brian, as if you followed all the craziness on the news of buying GameStop at five hundred. Right. You're chasing. No, no, no. You're chasing the no. team, basically. No, no, no. That's not Square at all. The, the real sharp people really were paying attention to that because there was there was going to be money to be made. Or, or potentially money to be made because it was, it was like, I guess an anomaly. Everything that happened with that was pretty much. We were all curious, you know, amateurs. Mm-hmm. I'm an amateur. I don't know anything about the professionals too. They were going well because anytime an anomaly, something like that random happens, there's actually money to be made, and and, and apparently some guys tried to make it and got burned, you know, but. Um, did they have the edge? Well, to they your, were, I to think your they were point, shorting it. To, to your point, they were shorting it, right? But, the, they yes. were shorting your, it, right? Go ahead. The short squeeze. But to but to your point, someone that bought Bitcoin five years ago and just lived and died every move. There's nothing he could do. Obviously, Square. it is where it is. It, exactly. No, but I mean, you can you can sweat the news. Basically, okay, you could. If you lived and died by it and you swore, because I actually know a guy that was obsessed with it. True story. He made a fortune, this guy. Uh, he's my stepfather, basically. Uh, but he he made so much money. He was consumed with it and would check it multiple times a day. But his logic was he could get a read from checking it, checking the news, seeing the patterns of how it traded. It looked square to me, but... I don't know, but but if you actually think you can get a read for another betting opportunity, okay, sure. But the only way you're going to do that in a sports game, you're in a in a, in a bet. You know, you're you're going to look for a halftime value. Um, maybe a player goes out. You're you're going to do an in-game spot to fade a comeback. Many of the fundamentals we've talked about here. There could be a spot you could key sharp books, look for an extra half point. So if that's why you're sweating the game, but that's not why most people. Drinking a beer in a sports book or sweating the game. It's for their ticket in their hand. That's it. And they jump up and down, high five. This is this is just being a fan, and, and I get that's what draws people into to wanting to bet recreationally. But like for guys like us, it's it's a lot of times a waste of time. So I'll glance at the TV a little bit, watch some of it. But to to shorten this up so we can move on, I'm not going to, from beginning to end, sweat every single play. 
Like my life is at stake. And I know I always make fun of the people that do it, but it's, I can't help it. Plus, I have so well, many so, bets going, and I couldn't do it anyway. In all so fairness, let me let me let me um, let me add to that. Since you don't sweat every game, I am. I took the opportunity last week, Brian. You know, you always like me coming with the numbers, right? Go for it. So uh, this is amazing. I, I didn't do the numbers on. I, I didn't do I the numbers like on. I know, and I. So, this is all in good fun. I'm saying this ahead of time for all of our for all of David's subscribers last week so i went and i broke down all your games every game like every single game that all of our vip members received from you you want to hear the stats let me think really quick uh how did i do that so let me look it up <laughs> no go ahead well, you did great anyway, you did ahead. great but that wasn't but what i did is i dove deep into the numbers people that listen to the radio show know that you basically said, and you've said it on air, it's archived, you're 70, 30, and underdog better in college basketball. So what was interesting last week is I wanted to know how much emphasis you do if you go back and do what I do, what I did with your book last week, basically, uh, your results, which was you had 49 games last week that were released to VIP members. Um, Of the 49 games, 32 of them were underdogs. 15 of them were, uh, were favorites, and one game was canceled due to COVID. So here's what basically happened. On the underdogs, you were 21 and 9. 21 and 9. On the favorites, you were 8 and 7. And, I was, and it was like I was almost going to text you and go, wow, if you just didn't bet any chalk, you square, would have saved square. a lot less. That's square. Exactly. So what I wanted to ask you is when you look at that, when I look at yesterday's a perfect example, um, you had Kansas State, uh, which one covered, and you had um, uh, South Carolina, which covered. The interesting part when you break down both of these games is both games, if you're a chalk favored better, you look like you're an easy win. You're gonna, you got the right side at half. And this is where I think too, much, too many people that I talk to that are clients – actually figure a way to lose while being given a winner. So let me elaborate. You'll have a subscriber. He gets South Carolina from you. He gets uh, uh, Kansas State from you. At halftime, he says, okay, Texas is up 43 to 39. I'm going to cover my bet because they're leading. And then in the second half, Kansas State wins outright by one, 38 to 37, and you cover. You take the same, and that that client basically dumps a loss because he's being emotional because he's watching it. Alabama is up thirty-nine to thirty-six at half. They play an even game in the second half, forty-two forty-two. You get the cover. Now, then I get clients texting me because I'm not watching the game. Alabama was up by nine with, I guess, a minute left. They're sweating and dying every play till the end when South Carolina comes back and gets the cover. So what I'm I can't what, the question I'm, <laughs> So what I'm asking you is a what do you say to the clients that and I don't know how Brian does this there's a difference between making a halftime wager on a on what we'll call a non-position you have no money on the game you're but I see too many clients with winners you were 28 18 and 1 last week 28 18 1 and 1 you had 28 winners 18 losers one push one cancel I broke down your book, being uh, from uh, from um, uh, our, our good friend in Georgia, and so 
my point is 90% of the games, especially the underdogs that you were 21 and nine in, here was the amazing part. All of them are losing at the half. Now, the question is, when I say all of them, literally 90% of the games were losing at the half, where if you're a better, you're emotionally watching every ticker, you're looking at the screen, you're checking everything on your phone, on ESPN, whatever you do to check scores, you're, you're already counting your loss or your win at halftime. To me, that is the ultimate square move. And then people try to cover, quote unquote, you can't see my fingers, the old cover their bets, and they blow a loser away. That's why I say bet it and forget it. If you're not going to in-game bet, don't even watch it. Because if you expect to win a game, it's hard enough. Then you want to win the game wire to wire. Uh, that sums up some of what I was thinking. Now, do you want do you want me to give some some advice on when to press up at half? Yes. So exactly. Okay. So so okay. So for my plays. The ones that, that I look to play at half, well, we went over a strategy last week privately, but one of the, one of the things, okay, let's say that pick em that I said, guys, play this pick em the night before, and then it's two and a half on the day of the game. This game, I won't. The pick em is now, for the listeners, a two and a half point favorite. Right, and by the way, if I say pick em and then they're two and a half point dog with no new information and I win the bet, I don't feel like I won the bet because I closed so bad. So I would never right there. We have to question, you know, was there an edge? Probably not. It was probably a bad pick. Just throwing that out randomly before I move on. Okay. So the ones that I look to press up though, are the ones that got better pregame because all of these algorithms, they're all algorithms now are pretty much keying the pregame spread. So on that pick that went to plus two and a half, if I really believed in the play, which I did, or I wouldn't have given it out, that's the one that I'll keep pressing up because now, now each step of the way, I basically got more value. But from, from the same number pregame, because they're taking that closing number and doing the end game. So that's the game that I'll be really exposed on is that one that went to plus two and a half. Because not only will I take plus two and a half, now I'm going to really look to play it at halftime. Now, if it opens, I'll give numbers. Uh, let's, say they're, let's say the score is 34 to 34. And so now, now, it op- now they open plus one, that team. Second half, or depending on who has the ball, maybe it's pick or maybe it's two, because it's one point for whoever has possession. Mm-hmm. Now, if the value got, gets away really quick, I'll pass. If that makes sense, so, and if it gets better, so for the I'll, listeners, I'll press it. for for the listeners, let's talk about yeah. let's talk about you have overnight line, overnight plays that you give out the night before, but then you have late plays. So, for instance, um, I, I have I'm a late interested play right now too, by the way. Well, I'm really interested in the Suns-Cleveland game. So I checked the uh, DB screen. It opened at 8, and then it went to 6, then it went to 7, then it went to 8, then it went to 6, then it went to 5, then it closed at 5.5. And And you won it by a half a point. They won by 6. So my question is, when I'm looking at an NBA game and there's no substantial injuries, and I see a game opens up, at 9 a.m. in Las Vegas, which is 12 noon in Baltimore, on 
on uh, XYZ game plus eight, and there's no injuries, nothing changed, and a line gets driven down to five and a half. Are you? Well, well they weren't. This, they weren't sure. The, the thing, the reason I played that game, I'll give my analysis on that game. The reason that it kept going back and forth like that, they weren't sure if Paul was going to play. Okay. So, and he's absolutely he's key for for the Suns. I mean, he's 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 handling the ball so much and. So he really mattered there, but it, I think it did. Okay. You just, you just recapped it. It did go to like eight and a half, right? Yeah. I think it went up eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But here's why I was, I was so into that one. When it went to eight, there was still a, a big chance. He wasn't going to play. Does that make sense? So it was so my like question for you. It, did well, you have a really good tip Did you have plus help? eight? Okay. Never mind. Did you have plus? No, I have a really good tip. Took- I have a really good tip. Can I give a really good tip for the people? I mean, this is really strong. Please right? do. It's a good tip. Please do. Okay. When a game moves like that, so let's so it opens, it opens six and a half, goes to eight, but that team's uh, star, one of the stars, second best, whatever, is still questionable. Now you know. Okay, even though the spread is seven or eight. He still might not play. Does that make sense? So, so let's say it goes to seven or eight, and he and he's in, like he's going to play or he's probable. And now it goes all the way back down to five, five and a half. That's not the same. You know, once he's ruled out, that's not the same as if he's officially questionable, and then it goes all the way down to five, five and a half. Does that make sense? Because it was when you go from questionable to either probable or in, right? That's different than than just uh, out to in. So I felt like that was an overmove based based on just his injury status throughout the day. In fact, that was only the second time I played the Suns. I think all year. But go ahead. What was your question? Well, so the question is, when you see that the the star might be out and the team is and the line is high, do you just take a position on Cleveland plus eight and then buy it back at five and a half to get the middle, like you've done in the NFL in the past from Tuesday to Sunday? Well, you don't know for sure if it's going to go to down to five. So if you take the plus eight, you believe in theory that bet in the long run has an edge based on whatever whatever the status is at that point and the, you know, power rankings of the team, motion, arrest, et cetera. So I would never make it back going, well, I hope this goes to five or five and a half. Then I'm going to bet the other side. I would never do that, but I would okay. make that first position and go, well, this has an edge. We'll see what happens the rest of the day. And then, yeah, if it goes too low, I'll play back the other side. I just bet everything for value. It's not the team. It's just the price. And if there's long run expected value, that's how I, that's why I bet. So, so, so let's talk about, time. and then I want to, I want to, so real quick before I ask you another question, uh, Mike's in the middle of doing something in our, we have some tech issues with the computers. He's trying to fix with uh, the geek squad basically. So he'll hop on when he's free, but Brian, um, is there as many opportunities with the money line moving in hockey? Because I saw like yesterday on the Nashville game, there was a lot of money movement on that game, or is it less than with spread sports, i.e. football and basketball? Well, the, the, the main movement in, in the hockey on the money line is probably information with the goalie, if it's a backup goalie that's playing, um, or, you know, a significant injury, News and note this year with the with the COVID and different guys 
popping up at the last minute. Uh, but the the lion's share of, of movement is based on the backup as the goalie. If the backup goalie's playing, that's when you'll see a number of steam. Usually, there's there's not a truckload of steam in hockey. I mean, I except if it's like your team. When I say your team, the team in your state. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's a, an anomaly. No, that's an anomaly. With abandon, reckless abandon. No, that, that's an anomaly. That the numbers already. It's. Already, I mean, they did it again last night. These well, guys are unbelievable, and, and well, they still the, gave up three goals in the third period. But the number was too high. I mean, Anaheim was the better team last night. To me, I mean, in many instances, that number was way out of whack. Um, I think Anaheim could have, if not should have, won the hockey game. Uh, but the, it's baked into the cake. It's a, it, the crazy thing. It's the, the Golden Knights numbers in in Vegas are already inflated, and then the people bet it. No matter it, it gets bet up anyway. So, Dave, do you take it? I remember one year when Vegas, I think, won it. You were like, you were like, man, if the if the futures gets too high, you, you can have value going the other way. Do you look? I know you're not a hockey guy, but just living in Vegas, do you like? Do you agree? Like, do you say, well, I could take advantage of playing the contrarian side just because it's Vegas and it's going to be pumped up just like the Raiders? I, 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 do, I do that. I do that. Well, I would. what I would do is I'm going about my normal routine, and then I would see what the going rate was always. Let's say I was at one of the local spots. I would check the going rate knowing the game was about to start, and there would be a nice overlay. Uh, for example, let's say break even on the other team is globally 160 without juice break even. I would constantly get seven plus 170, uh, or the the puck line. I would get good expected value there. I would just key the market and, and bet the discrepancy there. I, I did that a lot. Yes. Uh, yeah, and let me ask futures, you, uh, Brian. Go ahead. The futures. As far as futures go. Um, Let's let's think about this. So to tie our money up all year when we could almost roll that money over daily with good value, your futures bet would have to have to make sense to bet it would have to have a real big edge. When I say big, really big, because let's say let's say we could pick fifty four, fifty five against the spread, that same thousand dollars that we want to tie up all year when our value is maybe only fifty or a hundred dollars. Uh, we could get four or five hundred in value off that thousand dollars rolling over daily. So for that reason, uh, since I don't think the value is really there, I try to stay away from futures. Uh, but go Got ahead. Uh, so my question yeah. to you, Brian, with the with the let back to the futures and the props. How'd you do in the props in the Super Bowl? Uh, mixed bag. Uh, one one play was a killer. It, um, you didn't have the Gronk prop. I thought of that in real time. I'm like, why didn't I? Have I did have a Gronk play. I had Gronk's longest reception over 13 and a half. Um, Got it. I had Ronald Jones. It, it, it was painful. I had Ronald Jones to score a touchdown, <laughs> and Tampa Bay to convert on fourth down. So that that <laughs> that fourth and goal at the one foot line. You know, he punches it in. It's a daymaker. You know, and then you're sitting there early on going, "Yeah, probably won't get that chance again." And sure enough, but it was it was sitting right there to be had. And you know, it, it, you looked at that like, "How does he not get in?" And it was a great tackle. But I mean, the, all the stuff we talked about, uh, the Chiefs' rushing yards uh, went over. Um, yeah, it was a mixed bag. You know, I mean, had the under in the game. 
Uh, you know, the Chiefs misguided on that. You know, no getting around that at the wrong side, but uh, did think it would be lower scoring. So this is what I did at halftime, and I texted David, and I normally don't text him, but it was a Super Bowl I had to, and I said, my, I'm a square. I want to lay the seven or the seven and a half or the eight on Kansas City. And in my own account, I was literally ready to pull the trigger. I said, but if I'm going to be Dave, I got to take Tampa Bay. And Dave said, Tampa Bay or no play. And then, like, in retrospect, I made it. Thank you, Dave. I even played the money line in the second half small. Congratulations, all money line winners, as you like to say, Dave. Because to me, I could not believe that that second half wager closed at eight. Kansas City minus eight when they looked absolutely horrid in the first half. Um, let me let me add to that. So I believe, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I believe the books really needed Tampa Bay, even in Vegas in that game. Is that right? What do you mean? They needed no, Tampa Bay. No, no, no. Actually, the uh, uh, the worst result for the house was would have been Tampa Bay in the over. The, the, okay. There was steam on the Chiefs. Uh, some places, actually, a handful of places were at three and a half. So the, the the worst case scenario was Tampa Bay and the over. So the best case scenario would have been, uh, actually, I guess, would have been Kansas <laughs> Crazy as squares that is, Kansas City and the over. Well, I, I read somewhere that like 58% of the money that they figured came in on the Chiefs. So when I, was, when I looked at that, too, I... I know the way they do it too. You had you had a double positive for your bet. They 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 key their their pregame exposure is somewhat factored in, and for, because they know who if the people are going to bet team A uh, before the game, they're going to bet team A down, figuring kind of chasing a bad, not a bad bet, but chasing their pregame bet. So for that reason, they had the extra skew on that. That's why. That's why I believe it was so high, and so that. And then, and and then the other one, the team up. You're you're betting the the other team to hold. So you had many things going for you there. It was it was a really high number. You were you were right on that one. My only problem is you wouldn't have brought it up if it lost. Like let's say the Chiefs came back, crushed them. You wouldn't. No, even I would have brought it, it off if it lost. But 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 I'm saying is for the listeners out there. It's been a long process of me changing the way I do that because I am literally emotionally thinking that the team's got to bounce. And then I realized that they're really, that's what they do. They set these second half numbers for guys like me that constantly chase the team that's losing in the second half. And the reality of us is, I mean, I've tried this on my own, Brian, this is crazy. I literally like a robot. Now, if a, if, if a favorite is losing at half, I, for the fun of it, 50 bucks, whatever. I just literally bet. I bet the dog, if the dog is winning at the half, I just literally bet the dog in the second half because I know now, basically from what I learned from Dave, that that second half number is going to be enticing you to take the, the, the original favorite to come back and win the game. And what's, what was, what's amazing with Dave's games is like, and again, small sample size, but you look at last week, him going 21-9 and nine on 32 underdog releases. I didn't have that opportunity um, to play – the the winning underdog in the second half because almost every game that Dave covered, his team is losing 
at half. I didn't say wasn't covering the first half bet, but it's just losing outright. So what's amazing is what I'm seeing is this pattern of these favorites taking a lead. And I don't know if it's an absence of fans or it's been like this forever and I'm just more honed into it. And then we're not talking about – I mean, you'll say small sample size, but it's still 32 wagers, Dave. You go 21 and 9, that's an amazing percentage. Small sample and size. Basically, no, how did I close, okay, but, though? That's the important thing. Not, not how right, I want – like, how did but, I close? But, but, but when you're that's talking about uh, – as, as our good friend Kenny White would say, um, when you're talking about pace of play, what's amazing to me is it's like these – dogs don't they don't really do much in the first half you have the dog and you're like oh this isn't going to be good and then the pace of play it's like it flips in the second half these favorites that have the lead they're playing the win they're not playing to blow anybody out and it, it, it's it, it it can it be that easy is the question well you didn't with you no didn't with no fans strategy you didn't say in your strategy though are you betting the dog and you're places that you're betting at have the best price globally and you're keying the sharp books to make your bet you're doing all of that too right that's very well, important i'll just say to sound i'll say to sound cool on the radio i am but i'm probably okay, just cool. being you're square cool. right you actually do sound cool right there uh no but you need to do that you also did the game open what did the game open at did it open at well, four and now you're taking five and a half when sharp books have five this feels real good. Or are you, so, did it open four, you're taking three, so you're taking, you're taking the worst of it already. And not only that, sharp books have it three and a half. So this is a total so, disaster bet. So, so what you did teach me for all the listeners is to wait, right? So, for instance, the Super Bowl well, no, is a not prime always. example. What is okay, sharp books not have? always, but, but I'm, text, I'm watching the weekend at halftime, and I'm literally seeing the opening number seven, and then I'm watching it go to seven and a half. And then I'm like, well, okay, seven and a half, I'll definitely take the dog. And then all of a sudden it pops to eight, like right before the, 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 the concert ends. And then I waited. And But you have to be, if you're out there listening, you got to be on the screens. you got to be watching in real time. you got to have your finger on the trigger. I mean, the minute the game went in a halftime, I texted you, you responded, and then I started watching. So, yeah, I, I'm not in a rush the second the game goes in halftime now to play. Um but it was just interesting. I don't know how much of this you get involved in, Brian. I know you're a you're a you're a uh, over under guy. I don't know if you're looking more at the totals in the second half versus the spreads, or if you're just you know, or or you're just not. Are you that enthusiastic about college basketball with no fans, or are you like more involved in the NBA and the hockey right now? Uh, it's I would say that the half times I'm more inclined to play sides. Okay. You know, un- unless unless. Uh, unless I get a, a big edge to create a middle on a total. But other than that, I'm playing sides. And, uh, Dave, let me ask you this question. So the Utah Jazz yesterday uh, won and covered. And, again, you're going to say small sample size. They are 18-7 and seven against the spread. They are a money-making machine. The only money Making it really square. In, wow. In the NBA that right have now. Sounded so, more square. I know. I do it for you every week. I got to live up yeah, to my Yeah, I love role. it. I love so, it. I love so, it. So here's the question. Since they're a money-making machine and you're up 11 games betting on them, do, when does the bookmaker start adjusting that number? Or do you think they already are? You think I, okay. 
No, but even if the books adjust and the public bets, the sharp guys bet, and let's say the public keeps winning on these <laughs> money-making machine teams, uh, uh, then uh, 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 no, but you you still have uh, certain certain streaks throughout the years of statistical anomalies, meaning they just keep defying probability uh, from a game-to-game basis. <laughs> They're not, I don't call them money-making machines. Oh, man, that's funny. Sorry, but well, it's like almost if you're like a you score, say you just say, You just say, oh, I'm going to bet the Jazz every night when they play. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is, like, easy. Yeah. And it, it's, it's yeah, easy. Yeah, well, exactly. wait a minute. It's easy, it's easy till it's not easy, right? Well, um, no, we forget about the times that a team's – 18 and 7 against the spread and then the next 8 they're they're 1 and 7. We we don't remember those, but we remember the team that's just killing it. This is human nature. Well, I I remembered like I let, you know for all the listeners if they weren't listening earlier in the year, I mean, we almost went 2 years without Dallas covering a game. At one point they were 1 and 17 against the spread till they started picking it up and covering. Um so I you know, I I I go both ways with that. I'm just wondering like I I was going to text you last night and say like it's like, why is the number only five? Why is it not seven? Why is it not eight? Why are they giving the Jazz? Why are they laying so little at home when this team just keeps smashing people and then they win, you know, 108 to 122? <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think in the long run, let's say, so ESPN covers a lot of sports betting now, which is definitely a sign of it's great seeing that. I mean, this, you, you guys have no idea how great, you guys know how good that is for business. Now, Let's say they're always pumping the the uh, the money making machine of the day. Whoever's in a good streak. Well, we could say Drake the... and Jazz, right? Drake yeah. and the Jazz. Okay, so do you think in the long run the edge is taking that team or fading it? So you're both poker players. I'm not, and I guess you both have. I would say I'm a baccarat player. I I I I. If there's 10 players in a row or 10 bankers in a row, I don't like to stand in front of the freight train. It's oh, got to be banker. It's got to be banker. It's Why not just ride that dog till it dies? But I know have, I'm a square. But you have both sides. No, you have both sides of it. Then you have other people that are going, well, this just can't keep then this just can't well, keep of going. Course. Well, the, you know the, the difference. majority take the hot team, the money machine, whatever you call it. Yeah, but the, and, the, and difference, I, I, the, the difference is baseball – you're just winning a game, you know, and, and okay, so the money line, oh, okay, so a team can win seven games in a row, eight games in a row. You ride, a, you can ride a streak like that. But when you're talking about a spread that's involved, John, we talked about this forever today. At the end of the day, a football team they want to go eight and eight against the spread and eight and eight over under. So you know those adjustments are being made too during those money making machine of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I mean, the numbers get inflated. It's different when there's a spread as opposed to just the money line like baseball. I think you have to look on an individual game-by-game basis because let's say the Jazz open up and they play one of the weaker teams and they're laying 13. Now you have the real big money that kind of do what I do. Well, no, that's a big number. This is going to end. Now let's say they bet it down to 11. Now that play is not as good to take plus 11 there in the long run. I mean, it doesn't matter, though, because the close is usually 50%. But if that play is not as good as if the you can tell it's a slow public move that it opens 13, it's the last game, 
and you can tell it's the public that slowly moved it to 14 and a half. You're able at your you're, you're at your local spot. You're able to grab a half point more uh, than the global price. This bet feels a lot better, the, the plus 15 there than the 11. And and so there's other factors for me, but um, yeah, this is kind of how I approach those spots. But, well, but so let me but tell you, if, if I think the sharp money bet it the dog down too much, I would actually take the. <laughs> money-making machine, you know, laying 10 or whatever, if if it opened 13 and I and I know that this sharp money real sticky with the, with the uh, oh, this just can't keep going theory. So so it's all about well, value. So let me, so, you got to figure so, that out. So, so I want to ask you on air if this was square yesterday. So the worst team in the NBA against the spread is the Miami Heat. They're 8, 15, and 1. The best team is the Utah Jazz. So you go from 72% cover rate to 34% cover rate. On the the second, the third, the fourth, the third quarter ended. For all you clients listening, don't blow my phone up. It wasn't a client play. It was me being a degenerate. I bet the money line pick plus 300 on Miami to win the game, not cover. Because my intention was they're not covering. But I'm getting this stupid number on them just winning the game. Yeah, I got lucky. They oh, it won was, it was, and oh, it was, it was way off from what the sharp books had. What did the sharp books have there? Two fifty-five. Oh, then yeah, it was a good bet. Right. You, so yeah. I said, man, I'm getting. I said I'm getting three hundred. This is ridiculous. And they were down, you know, like eight points at the end of the third quarter or whatever it was. But again, they come back and they win. But none but they of don't that cover. matters. Sharp books. Sharp books had plus two fifty-five. You had three hundred. You had a market edge. That should have been your main reason to bet it, not all that other random stuff factored in already. Not the whole Miami's 8-15, and 15, they win, they don't cover? No, 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 none of that. No, anyone that looks at ATS spreads for their picks, sorry, man, but you, you kill me. No. Well, I'm but doing it. Start- I'm doing it. Look, we got it. I want. I try to get you to see the side of the clients that are making these wagers. For instance, the Nets. They're not. They're they stink. They're the they're the la, they're the second to the last team against the spread. So they go to Detroit. Detroit's thirteen and ten ATS. The Nets are ten and sixteen. Before the game starts, I'm going. Why are the Nets laying this big number at Detroit? They never cover. Even if they win, they never cover. Now I didn't make a play on it, but my point was is that that can. If you're not someone purchasing information, looking at these, I don't think you're giving it enough. The looking at the way I'm looking at, it. if you're looking at, if you're a square and you're at home and you're not buying any information, at least you know like, do I really want to bet on Miami or do I really want to bet against the Jazz till the tide turns? So it's kind of like uh, lanes in the road, so to speak. Keep me off one side, keep me on another side, or you just don't agree with that at all. No, none of that. No, it's going in circles, and then you level yourself. Well, they haven't covered eight in a row. They're going to cover, or they're going to keep going, or you're just going in circles. There's there's no point to any of that. Keying sharp books, looking for teams undervalued against teams overvalued, fading moves, making your own lines before you look. That's what matters. All of that, not ATS numbers and money making machines. No, not, just, not 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 banging Weber State and Grand Canyon and Drake and Prairie View, which never lose against a spread. <laughs> Grand Canyon's doing good too. Uh, so Grand Canyon. So here's the Prairie View is ten and one against the spread. Weber State's ten and two against the spread. Grand Canyon is ten and two against the spread. Drake 
we won't talk about that selection on air, is 14-3 and three against the spread. And then yesterday, the early game, the 2 o'clock game where you live, James Madison is 10, uh, now 11-3 and three against the spread. So, so you, you study against the spread records religiously. Let me ask correct. you a question and be honest. What percentage of the people that you talk to actually use that for talking about picks? Like, I didn't like say who I calls even... you and goes, well, they're only seven and 12 against the spread. And they're who actually does that? Nobody. Uh, it's my special oh, okay. John indicator. No, no, it's the John yeah, indicator. Twins, trends don't really matter. I mean, some of them might, but those are well, over. I look at the trends on the extremes. And I think you can jive. Both of you can agree with this on will the line makers over inflate or under inflate yeah, the line good. Okay, that's so good. Yeah, I'm, like that. I'm not looking at the way you think I'm looking at. I'm looking at like, no, well, but wait no, a minute. You're doing it right then. Northern right. Illinois, it's... Northern Illinois is two and ten ATS. So I'm going to look when Northern Illinois plays and say, am I getting a better number taking them as a dog because they're not mm-hmm. covering? Then that's good. I like that. I mean, that's that's a fundamental. You're going, all right, the teams that are doing bad against the spread, I'll look to play them because there's some uh, skew in the line. That's that's sharp. But I thought you were going, well, they're a money-making machine. And sorry I keep saying that. And you're just going to – you made a term, I'll bet them till the dog dies. That was what made me go, what? So, well, yeah, no, if you're doing that, I mean, you're looking for skew. Yeah, that's sharp. I've sat in too many Baccarat tables where somebody was playing uh, banker <laughs> – and there was 15 players in a row, and the guy just keeps reaching. He says, give me a minute, and he goes to the ATM machine, and he comes back, and you just know he's going to bet player. He's going to wait for it to turn, and I'm watching this the little video game tally thing up on the board going like 29 players in a row, and this guy's just he's hammering. He's just waiting for it to turn. I mean, you guys live in Vegas. You're telling me you've never seen this? No, I mean, I don't spend much time at the tables, but, yeah, you have the guy who's in denial that Reds, Reds it not going to keep coming. It can't coming happen or... again, Brian. Brian, there's no way it's going to be red again. I'm going to play black on the roulette wheel. Well, there's that. 30. When, when, when you talk about the Baccarat, I'm like, I, I, don't, I have no clue what you're talking about. I, 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 know no, I, I Honestly, I don't know anything about the game. Okay, but just the concept of streaks ending. Look, we both know when you walk through a casino now anywhere in the country, right, those electronic boards that keep track of the yes, numbers on the roulette sure, wheel. for sure. listen, And you see, like, I, I just for some, my number's always been 26 black. There's no reason for it. There's no birthdays. It's just I like 20. I won it at one time, my, and my, I've been playing my, it for 30. My, honestly, God, my, my, uh, my best friend from Buffalo, when he comes out, he does that 26 black. <laughs> so just, here's the thing. I walk by. I'm walking through, we'll use the Bellagio as an example because they have all the roulette wheels right in the walkway. And, you, and I'm looking up and I see all my eyes seizes every 26 black that I never played. And I'm like, this is a joke. Every table's running hot on 26 black. And I know that, like Dave, we know there's no point in showing that information. It's completely random. The number lights up, yeah. it's green or it's red, and you see 10 reds in a row. And so I'm with my buddy from Georgia. We don't have to say his name. And, you know, he walks over and he says, there's 10 reds in a row. And he just goes, and he just throws a dime down on on, on, on a black. Oh, don't tell me that. I used to respect him. Don't tell me that. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in time, you know, but I'm just saying, like, because – 
what's the odds? And I'm saying there is no odds. It's made up odds. There's no odds. If you're listening and you're in, you're in a state where you have casinos and you may not have sports yet, like, don't look at those electronic boards. I see the, you know, everybody's got the cards and they're writing in their notation. This is not card counting. I mean, this is a, this is not the world of, uh, of, of, of the blackjack syndicates back in the day with two decks. I mean, there is ap- we can all agree that there's really no trends with sports. I take the position there are trends, and I take the position like that one year when Oakland Athletics won 21 in a row. There's guys out there that were probably just pounding against Oakland every game, expecting them to lose the game. Why not stay on that train? Stay on that train. Stay on that Oakland train. You know, it's kind of like we won't talk about it. You're you're just bringing up, like, the historic – statistical anomalies that have happened. You're, you're not remembering when a team won 12 in a row and then went 2-7 and seven the rest of the way. I, I don't know. It just doesn't work like that. Trains do come off the tracks every once in a while. <laughs> I hope Let the me viewers ask you, are listening are getting entertainment. I, they are getting entertained. I got, you listen, I don't have okay, Mike good. on the show today, so i got to ask you, Brian, um, does the back, because I haven't been following as closely as I should, um, does the back-to-back are we getting more splits or are we getting more sweeps right now in um, hockey? Uh, the home teams were doing way better than they usually have done, but it's a small sample. Because I tried your sweep system in the beginning, and I'm I'm short in one pocket. <laughs> no, not a sweep. I mean, it's the the team wins the first one, the the the, the dog in the second game. The, the no, what's working is the first game of a series is higher scoring. The second game of the back to back is lower scoring. I mean, Vegas, Vegas in Anaheim last night, 5-4. Anaheim can't shoot it in the ocean, and they scored four goals. You know, then they'll come back the next game, they'll make the total six, and it'll come back, it'll be a 3-1 game, 4-1 game. The first game is high scoring, and then the team that loses makes adjustment and plays it closer to the vest. That's been working all year. My buddy here is a Kings fan, and he's he watches every game religiously. And so I've, I've been – he's – he hasn't been feeling well lately. No, but he's he's always sitting there yelling at the laptop. But he's a fan, so it's interesting. It's interesting if somebody religiously watches their hockey team like that. Guess a lot of well, guys do, though, huh? And the backup I, the backup goalie is way more prevalent this year than other years. I mean, I'd be just be with all these back to back games now, and then with all these games that have been canceled, they're going to be back to back nights, let alone back to back games. So the backup goalie will play. On average, in an 82-game season, the backup goalie would play maybe, you know, 25 games, 20 to 25 games. He's going to play fewer this year, but a much higher percentage of games because there's going to be way more back-to-back nights this year because of the truncated schedule. Right, makes sense. Got it. So can I ask you, uh, Brian, a question? Um, should I can I cash my Daniel Berger ticket plus eighteen hundred, or is that a bad bet? No, it's a good bet this week. Yeah, Pebble Beach, guys. If you're listening, That's and you're a golf guy, I got a source giving me giving me uh, some some some, uh, and uh, obviously that's somebody uh, who was it that uh, canceled is not playing, and all the lines flipped the minute he he. Uh, he decided he wasn't. He well, went Dustin through. Johnson was four to one, yeah, yeah, yeah. which he is ridiculous in a golf tournament. Right. Now, but there's so much goes into this. Burger's got 
you know, he's got good current form, had a, a nice season last year. But this year, this week, something stupid's happening. I think something, somebody in excess of 60 to 1's winning this week. Because so it's, my it's not the, it's not the Pebble Lottery. It's, it's not the Pebble Beach Pro Am. It's not a Pro Am this year. And so the pros aren't dealing with the amateurs. So this is a true golf tournament. It's not a clam bake for these guys. And because there's no pro am, they're only playing the two courses instead of three, which means they have to play Pebble Beach uh, uh, an extra round. So the guys that have had good past experience on Pebble Beach maybe get an edge. But I think I think there are guys that are good California golfers that are in excess of 101 that are absolutely live this week. So I have a lottery bet on Harold Varner. I have a lottery bet on Varner to the third and Malnati. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the the way to do the golf, honestly, is a general rule of thumb. Unless you're all in on a guy like Daniel Berger, somebody less than 20 to 1, and you, you, you say, he's my guy and I'm riding him. The the way to do this is play any play, pick two or three guys in excess of 50 to 1, and that's who you play on Thursday. And then you sit back and you wait. And on Friday night, the day before moving day, the day, like for argument's sake, if Daniel Berger is four or five shots back on Friday night, he's going to mm-hmm. be thirty to one. So you just rebet him. Well, no, that, I mean that's when you bet him, right? You know what I'm saying? Got it. You can get the you can get the one of the power brokers that's twelve fifteen to one. You can get higher odds on them on Friday night if they're off the pace. But 85% of the golf tournaments, Saturday's called moving days. You know, you, you come out, you shoot a 65, and you get right back in contention. But you're getting that guy, you're getting him at 25 to 1 instead of 12 to 1 by waiting and, and betting on Friday night. So you should bet the grenade or two out of the gate and then pick the high profile guy that, you know, that you spot that he had one bad swing other than that, or, or, or he, he was, you know, flag hunting. And he couldn't make a putt to save his life, but he's he's hitting it better than anybody out there. Uh, but, but he's you know he's twenty to one instead of the twelve to one he was to start the tournament. So so the question that I have for you is that is there? I mean, you've made big scores in golf, Dave. Do you get involved? Because I mean, I've seen Brian make some scores in golf over the last ten years. I mean, well, I'd like these to hear crazy some odds. of his picks. I'd like to hear some of his picks so I can at least keep an eye on it. No, I don't. I don't. Not really. Just I've done some of the props, but not really. I would never bet somebody to win the win at all. Yeah, well, I mean, there's ma- I there's well, there's match there's matchups. Uh, you know, each round. Yeah. See what the difference is and how it's evolved here in Vegas. And the problem is, and we're plumb out of time, guys. They're finally going to do it here. It's been done far away forever. But by the end of this year, they're going to finally have you know a guy to finish in the top five. Because I can't, right. John. How many times have I had a guy to eighty to one finish second or third? You know, right, exactly. but if, but if he finishes top five, he's twenty five to one. You know, so right. th- those markets are going to start to open up. No, that, that's a, a discussion for another day. But you know, I love the golf, and hey, NASCAR's back. Even uh, then, you get mad. There we go. And I'm telling you how you bet the NASCAR or, or the group matchups in the middle of the race. There's only two or three or four or five guys can win the race. But you can find a guy in the middle of the pack that's got an edge. That's the beauty of it. There's a lot of ways to get after it. David Miller, John, we invite you to check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. Football's over, but a fun discussion with the boys today. 
and we got a lot of cool stuff ready to get going. And I know John's drooling. Baseball's coming. It's coming fast. Can't wait. I know you can't. All right. Hey, can't wait. We'll do it again next week. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The White House is defending the goal to reopen schools at least 